Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14. This is another mentality series and today we had the pleasure with talking with Jacob Hepner. I'm going to ask him a lot of the same questions that I asked Cody Anderson and as this mentality series evolves, uh, we'll ask some different questions to different individuals that come on. Uh, but remember the first of the last episode when I said that, you know, full disclosure, I'm very new at this, still just so you know, in this episode, I'm very new at this. I do stumble over some words, but I want to give all the listeners just my personal promise that I'm here to learn and I will become a better interviewer. Won't stumble over my words as much, but I definitely appreciate you guys listening. Uh, one thing that I talk about with, with Cody and with Jacob is just their authenticity, and that's something that I want to portray to you guys. I'm not here trying to just act like I am the expert and that I know everything and I will trip over my words sometimes. It's just uh, it's just how it is. One thing I want to say, I appreciate when guests come on the show, and if I say something, uh, I like when they... I don't want everybody to disagree with me all the time, but in this episode, I say something to Jacob, and he's like, I disagree, and then he gives all the reasons why. And I love it, because it's authentic, and it's real, and... It lets me learn and kind of reflect on things that I have believed in the past and that I can switch up in the future. So this episode is awesome. He is a dang good dude. He's making it back to the cross. He has made it back to the CrossFit Games this year, which is super exciting. We talk about some of the challenges that he's overcome to get there, and talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. So I hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, please reach out. Let me know. If you have any suggestions for guests on the show in the future, please also reach out and let me know or let them know and have them reach out to me. Have a great day. Bringing health, wellness, and fitness ideas right to your speakers with your host, Tyler Martin, learning from experts and average Joes alike. This is the Cracking Fitness Podcast. Hey, Jacob, I really appreciate you coming on and, and doing a podcast with us today. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be had. Thanks. So um, this is actually the first one that I've done where I haven't been seeing the person uh, on the other end. So, uh, so bear with me if I make it awkward. Yeah, no worries. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. We can't do video on my Kansas Wi-Fi. It just it does. It can't take it. The whole state's Wi-Fi is being, you know, it's a whole the whole state's Wi-Fi stinks. <laughs> um, well, no, I appreciate you helping me with the uh, technical difficulties before we started. So, um, I I wanted to bring you on today and just talk about mindset. Uh, we're doing a mindset series, and you're the you're the second person that I've interviewed on mindset and I, I kind of want you to know and I guess everyone else to know I haven't emailed everybody about it like I kind of chose a few people that I really wanted and those are the ones that I emailed and it's mostly I don't know you at all but just from what I've seen through social media I appreciate your authenticity and uh, just the, the content that you put out and so well, I appreciate it yeah so uh, how's your day going <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, it's fine. Let's. Um, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited to get this this rolling. Sweet. Well, I appreciate it again, and uh, let's just jump right into it. So, um, when someone talks about mindset, what hops into your head? Well, if I'm involved in a sport, right, mindset is how I approach training, how I approach a competition, 
How do I approach the fact that I may or may not be doing as well as I want to, whether that be in training or that's in competition, honestly, it's just the mentality game of it. Yeah. And how, how do you feel that your mindset is? Um, yeah, super broad question. Uh, that is a tough one. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, not everyone's perfect, right? Like, so you're not going to have, no matter what you do in life, whether we're talking you're elite at a sport or you're elite at your job, or maybe you're, you know, you just, you're just uh, doing your regular thing. You know, maybe you're in high school, like we all strive to be good at something and not every day is going to be picture perfect. And like, you know, I'm crushing life and hitting snatch PRs or, you know, I'm crushing life and, and, you know, killing meetings in my job or whatever the case may be. You know, it can't be expected to be that way. And so mindset and mentality really comes down to your ability to understand that, not every day is going to be sunshines and rainbows. There's going to be some hills and there's going to be some valleys and you've really got to find your way to enjoy the time when you're at the top of a hill, but also realize when you're in a valley that it can only get better and just keep charging through it. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I guess when I asked you that question, like I had in my mind um, a, a more narrow question, but it was super broad. Do you, yeah. feel like you, uh, do you feel like you have a positive mindset or a negative mindset? Uh, I feel like I'm a realist. Um, I have a, uh, my bachelor's is in mathematics. And so I tend to be a very realist person when it comes to these things, like very logical, well thought out. And uh, I mean, sure, there's a time to be positive and there's a time to be negative, but it comes down to, I'm, I'm a, a, you know, I look at a situation, it's really real. It could be both. You know, you can't always say, I'm a positive person because there are some circumstances where you are negative. Like Absolutely. when it comes down to it, um, I'm not going to sit here and, and bull crap you and be like, Oh yeah, I'm always super positive. Like that just was not, would not be true. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. Um, because yeah, we we all have ups and downs and, and not all positive. Um, but that being said, there, there may be books or something out there that says you have to be in a certain mindset at, at all times. And that's just not realistic. Yeah, I haven't honestly read a single one of those books <laughs> and yeah. I don't plan on it. <laughs> Whatever you're doing seems to be working. So I would, uh, yeah, well, I read star Wars books at nights. So that's my positive reinforcement. How does that sound? <laughs> a little bit different, a little bit different, you know, you've been channeling the force. That's right. That's what's happening. Oh, Hey, so that being said, congratulations on your, on your invite to the games. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was the goal was to obviously go through the open and then have the ability to go to sanctioned events after that, if it was deemed necessary, or if I decided it would just be cool to go to one. And so, yeah, uh, the goal was looking for the open and I was able to, uh, was able to accomplish that. That's really cool. Um, do you feel, I'm sure your training changes now. Um, is there like a mental shift when that happens, when you get that email? Uh, well, you really kind of already know you're probably going to make it. Um, of course, there's always that chance that something is left up. I mean, when you pay to play their game, it's CrossFit Games. It's their game you're playing. So yeah. something could happen, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, there's kind of a mental shift. It's kind of like um, a weight off your shoulder. Like, you know, I mean, yes, at the end of the Open, you like at the end of even the fourth week, you know, okay, I'm going to qualify for the Open unless, you know, something terrible comes out. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in. And then it's, it's nice to be given that email and say, you're in, congratulations, you're going. Um, but yeah, there is, there is a shift. It's not maybe a shift. It's more like a, 
oh, deep breath, like, okay, now we can get back to it. Now I know we're, we're going to the games. You know, no matter what I do over this past, you know, these next two, three months, whatever the case may be, I will be in Madison at the end of July. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it like that, kind of being a, a weight off of your shoulders. Um, I was talking with Cody Anderson, and we started to talk about just relaxing a little bit and how you can get – essentially you can get better by relaxing – um, I never thought about it in that, in that case. Like when you guys get that email, it, it's almost like a weight off your shoulders. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my perspective at least. Yeah. Well, I think that's amazing. And obviously to make the game several times is just, just an absolute incredible feat. So, yeah. um, how do you approach social media as far as people coming on and saying positive and negative things? Well, you, you, the the purpose of social media is you're going to get both, right? I think uh, I think people don't really understand social media that much. I mean, I think when it comes to society we live in right now, we're pretty dang soft. Like I understand that when I put something up on social media, not everyone is going to agree with me, and that's fine. I mean, it, it could literally be an Instagram post saying the sky is blue. I could put up a, the sky is blue, and someone's going to disagree with me and say I'm an idiot. And that's fine. That's, that's, that, that's the beauty of the world we live in. Not everyone has to agree to get along. We can all agree to disagree. But the fact of the matter is, social media, I think a lot of people in social media think, well, you know, my way is the highway. If you don't agree with me, you're an idiot. That's yeah. not necessarily true. You know, we've all been made differently. You, you might disagree with certain things that I think. That's fine. Like, I'm not going to get mad and be like, oh, Tyler's an idiot, you know. Yeah. But that's just the beauty of the world we live in. We've all been created a little bit differently. The problem with social media is y'all try to put us in the same cookie cutter thing and it's not necessarily true. Yeah. Some people just get crushed by it. I mean, they might. (laughs) I enjoy it. I enjoy getting trolled. That's the beauty of it. If you don't agree with me, let me know. I don't care. It's it's an opportunity to voice your disagreement. And who knows? Like if you disagree with me and I read into your argument, I might think, oh, you know what? This guy's got a point. Maybe he is right. Or this girl's got a point. Maybe she is right. Yeah. You never know. I liked your YouTube video where you talked about um, Hunter, is it Mac McGuire? McIntyre. McIntyre, yeah. And you were just like, hey, this is what my, these, are, these are my thoughts, and you guys can think whatever you want, put whatever you think in the comments, and that's just how it is, whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I do appreciate that because we do get, well, we get hurt over too much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to broach that subject, like it's just the idea of, People have a lot of misplaced anger in this world. They get angry about really small things that really don't affect them at all. Like, I understand people are angry about Hunter McIntyre possibly going to the games, but most of the time, the people that are getting upset aren't going to make it anyways. So it's yeah. like, you know, your, your opinion should really be voiced by the people who are actually going. And to be honest, like, they can invite anybody. And so who knows who those other three people could be? They could be much fitter than Hunter McIntyre. They could be less fit than Hunter McIntyre. Like, you just – you just got to roll with it. You're again, you're paying to play their game, right? You've Absolutely. paid your open $20. They're going to change the rules. Is What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and like you said, misplaced, um, you know, they might be getting mad at him, but it, it's just the rules of the game. And, you know, maybe yeah. I, actually, I probably maybe shouldn't even say this. I don't want anyone to, or maybe I should, maybe it's okay if people get mad at me. <laughs> um, you know, if they're, if they're worried about it, well, maybe they just need to show up and compete their best and, and beat him. Or maybe they're going to show up and do their best and not beat him. So they just need to calm down. 
Yeah, that, that, and that's just the purpose of, that's the beauty of social media, right? Is you, I have the ability or at least the platform. And, and that's, that's kind of the, you have to realize as a, I hate the word, but as a quote unquote, like somewhat of a social media influencer, you have to realize that a lot of people look at you and your opinions and you, you know, you have to be really quite careful of what you put out there. But you know, when it comes to logic, like you can sit there all day long, but if it's logical and it's logical, like I don't understand. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So you really don't give much clout to social media. If someone says something negative, you just kind of roll with it. No, that's, I mean, I think I even did a YouTube video, which is like one of my better videos in the beginning, which I need to do again, but I haven't done it, was I just sat down, drank a Coca-Cola, ate Cheetos, and read people's comments on my Instagram that are troll. I love it. Like, I, that's their own opinion. Like, who cares? I can't affect their own opinion. Like, it's, they are entitled to it just the same as I am to say, well, you're an idiot, you know? So, but it's just that, you know, people get upset about it, but that's, I, I absolutely love it. I think it's cool. That's cool. Well, I like that. I like that mindset that you have as far as that goes. That's, uh, I think we can all learn from that. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, going back to childhood when we didn't even have social media, uh, <laughs> did you have any childhood challenges that you overcame that have kind of helped you become who you are today? Um, not really. Uh, I had a pretty, a pretty, um, uh, easygoing childhood. I was actually homeschooled um, for the majority of my life up until high school. My mom was my teacher. So um, awesome. I, I just stayed at home the whole time. I played like club sports or whatever, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have like a, you know, I didn't have like a huge injury that kept me out of high school, you know, that kept me out of like a junior high football or whatever the case may be. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, just curious. Some people do and some people don't. So I wanted to, wanted to check there. Um, what is the biggest challenge that you've had up to now? Just the first thing that pops into your head, biggest challenge you've had, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, obviously the biggest challenge is the fact that I haven't made the games in two years, right? Two years of during my prime. Um, I've had to sit at home and watch regionals or watch the games, and that is difficult to do if you know that you deserve to be there. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much it. So if, if you don't mind, if we dig into that yeah. a little bit, um, you know, I, I know there was that open with the handstand push-ups, and just mm -hmm. so, so I make sure that I'm right and then so listeners know, um, the open is, is in CrossFit, everyone can compete and there's five weeks of competition and certain movement standards and certain things that are put out and uh, you recorded your video and essentially because they had come out with a new handstand rule, uh, they didn't, they didn't like your handstands. Is that? Yeah, that's not necessarily true. Um, it's somewhat true. Uh, to be honest, just the standard wasn't favorable to certain, uh, anatomical changes in people, right? It was not the same standard, uh, person to person. It really came down to certain measurements. Um, I believe I am no doctor by anyone's means, but if I'm math and so, it's hard to really solve an equation if you don't have enough givens, if you have way too many variables, right? And so um, we were given a standard that had too many variables and not enough givens that were well thought out. And so, um, you know, I didn't really agree with it. It didn't really work out very well. Um, it took into consideration the length of your forearm, but not necessarily the length of your total arm or anything else for that matter. And so uh, I personally didn't agree with it. Um, and I made the decision that um, 
I would not be, I put up my score meeting their standard, um, which I didn't agree with. Um, I, you know, had the option of, of moving the line down and doing some things that probably aren't deemed very uh, full of integrity. And instead I made the decision to put up a score that is terrible, was terrible um, for at least for me. And that would essentially pull me out of contention for regionals. Okay. Well, thanks for clarifying that. Cause I mean, I, yeah. I definitely don't want to get it. Yeah. No worries. I'm okay getting a little wrong, but not, not too. <laughs> um, so how did that, what did that do to you mentally? Yeah, oh, it's obviously really disappointing. Uh, it stinks because it's like, okay, you put in this full year of work and then you are essentially sidelined because of someone else's rule that you can't contest. Um, and so, but again, like, what are you going to do, right? And can I go, I'm not going to kick and scream and kick a wall and it's not going to change anything. So the really the thing is like, I took a little bit of time off. I really spent honestly a couple, like a month or so. I took my fitness outside the gym. I refused to go to a gym as much. I shot a bunch of guns, biked a bunch, swam a bunch, and enjoyed being outside the gym. Um, it was really hard to watch regionals, of course, and it was really hard to watch the games. Um, but, uh, you know, you can't sit there and, and complain and moan and groan about it and change anything. You might as well just go out and change it yourself and do something about it. So, yeah. Well, there's probably not much better things you can do than shoot guns and be outside so that's right that's exactly my thoughts exactly takes a little stress off you yeah i I agree and hang out with your corgi right that's right hang out with my dog i I think at that time i didn't have him though so yeah well maybe i did i don't recall it doesn't really matter maybe subconsciously you needed him so that's why yeah exactly i needed him hard (laughs) that's awesome so you said about a month and then you kind of got back into the swing of things when did you decide all right this is put past me. I'm, I'm letting it go and I'm going to make it happen again. Well, honestly, that, I mean, that's, that's a difference, right? Like just because I'm outside of the gym doesn't mean I've already haven't let it pass me. Honestly, it just takes a couple of weeks. I mean, like a week or so and you're like, what are you going to do? Right. It, I mean, to be honest, like you already put it past you as soon as the deadline for 18.4 is complete. Cause I mean, what are you going to do? You can't do anything about it. The deadline's passed you've already put in a terrible score. So you might as well just move past it. I still did 18.5, but for my best effort. Um, but of course that wasn't going to get me into regionals no matter what. And so, you know, you just move on. Um, uh, now, yeah, of course going outside and shooting at a gym was just to be able to get outside of the gym. You know, I don't want to be inside of a gym all the time if I don't have to. Does not mean I'm upset at CrossFit or upset at the games? They made a decision and that was their decision to make. Like I mentioned, you, you pay to play their game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, see, and that's, I think, where the difference with you and other people come in, or, or maybe this is elite athletes in general, uh, you're able to let it go and, and move on quickly. So, you know, some people might hold on to that for, forever. It might be the end of their career because of that, that, one, that one workout. Sure, yeah, but you have to ask yourself, what do you want to be known for, Tyler? Yeah. Would you rather be known as a great CrossFit athlete? I mean, how long is that going to last for, right? Would you rather be known as a good man? It really comes down to – what do you want to be known for rather than at that moment in time? So you got to think of the long game and not the short game. Absolutely. I 100% agree. That's why I asked you to come on this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. Um, something and, and going along with this, um, I said this in the last podcast that we did and how you do anything is how you do everything. Sure. And, and so going right along with that, uh, if you're choosing that way to think, then it probably transfers to other areas of your life. Um, sure. There's a long 
a long explanation to your to the question I'm going to ask. Do you feel like working out hard in the gym teaches you and helps you to work hard in other areas of your life? Sure. Well, I think you have to ask yourself, where did you learn to work hard in your life in the first place? I wasn't born in a CrossFit gym. Unfortunately, it'd be awesome, but I wasn't. You have to that like everything I've put my hands to since I was young, I was told to work hard in, you know, if that's me splitting wood, me digging up bushes, me doing just manual label for my parents. Um, you have to learn to work hard. And so you take those life lessons learned as you were young and you apply that to things in your life. I might, I might not have ever found CrossFit. And so what if I had found something different? Well, then I'd be shooting to be the best at it no matter what it is. If that's underwater basket weaving or that's, you know, whatever the heck it is, I'd be trying to be the best at it or at least put forth my best effort and I might be limited by genetics or, you know, the fact that I'm not probably not going to play in the NBA, you know, but I might be limited by what I can actually capably, am I capable of doing? But at the same time, you learn these life lessons of working hard and, and putting forth your best foot as a young child, or at least you should. Yeah, I agree there. Um, so how were your parents? They, they I, I guess you kind of just said it right there. So they wanted you to work hard. What kind of expectations did they have of you? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I think parents need to be, I mean, look at it. First of all, I'm not a parent. So this might be the worst parenting advice you've ever received. <laughs> so caveat and disclaimer. But I think a lot of parents place a lot of expectations on their child, which is kind of okay, I guess. But you have to realize at some point it's going to be up to that child or that young boy or that young girl or now that, that you know, adult to place expectations on themselves. Like, yes, my parents probably expect a little bit of me as a child in the beginning, but at some point it has to, you have to take control of your life and say, you know what? I want to do good in junior high football or I want to do good in this academic high school decathlon or I want to do good showing my pig for FFA because that's what I want to do. And I think they need to place expectations on themselves and less of well, what my parents expect me. Who cares what your parents expect of you? What do you want to do? Yeah, very true. And I see that in our kids. Um, we don't have very old kids, but you know, if I want my kid to go work out in the gym or whatever, he's like, ah, I really don't want to do that. I actually want to draw. Um, yeah. he's going to be a lot better artist than he is a, a CrossFit athlete. Yeah. And we all have different wants and needs. Like I'm not going to push my child to play football because I did. They might want to draw and that's completely fine. Yeah. They're, they're way happier and they can probably, yeah. uh, <laughs> they wouldn't be happy me if I forced them to do things, <laughs> reach a level of fulfillment that we're all, uh, we're all looking for. Um, how about balance? So you mentioned you have a job. Um, you all are also a great exerciser and you have a wife and dog. Um, how does balance work in your life? Yeah. So, um, to be honest, uh, I've actually, uh, this is actually the first person I probably told this isn't related to me. Um, but I'm actually going to be leaving my job, uh, very soon. Um, and uh, my wife, I'm blessed with a wife who has an amazing job. And I have also had the blessing of having an amazing full-time job. Um, but at the same time in January, um, I kind of saw that there are not very many, very few, I don't, probably like one or two 
CrossFit Games athletes that actually sell their own exact programming and what they are doing and then put notes into it on how they did it and what, how they approached it. And I decided there was an ability for that to exist in the sport. I think Noah does it, and that might be honestly the old one, uh, Noah Olson. And so I decided, you know what? I am going to do this. I think it should be a cool opportunity. Um, the guy that I train with full-time, Andrew Keekler, um, he was the one who was already programming for me at the time. And I said, you know what, dude, we should thoroughly consider, like, I'm doing this program. We should just sell this and see what happens. And so we started, a, I started a company, Midwest Made, um, which is Midwest, obviously, because of Kansas, where I'm from. And so um, we sell my programming, and it's actually gone over very well um, to sell my personal programming to people. It's not programming that's personally built for them. It's what I'm doing on a daily basis. And so we've created a community. Um, and we've, uh, we've started, you know, selling my programming. Um, we're also looking into affiliate programming and then also looking into the possibility of just, um, you know, cause my programming is like two sessions a day. So for some people that's just like obviously way too much, which is totally understandable. And so we give people advice on how to break it down to fit an hour. If you only have an hour a day, but we're also going to probably look into selling just GPP, you know, general programming that still involves, you know, what I'm known for, you know, we're going to do goblet squats or wall sits on Wednesday or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's gone over very well since I opened the, or started the company in January and I've decided, you know what, I really want to focus on this and put forth my best effort into this company and see where it goes, you know, like it might go really, really well. And then, you know, uh, this is going back to your previous statement. It being me being a realist, it might go very, very bad. I might in a few years think, man, I really shouldn't equip my job for this, but I would rather take the opportunity and take the shot and see what happens with my company and say, you know what? I gave up my best for a year. Here's what happened. Maybe it didn't go well, but I probably learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it did really well. And now maybe I've set myself up for success in the future. And so that's, that's what I, I'm actually um, in. Actually, <laughs> depends on when you actually release this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually currently in my two weeks notice right now um, to leave and to really focus on, on a couple different things. Uh, one is Midwest made. Um, two is, uh, YouTube. I, uh, as a child, I, I loved Legos and I really enjoyed like making little home videos for Legos. And I really enjoy editing, filming, and having a good time being creative on YouTube. To me, that's just a complete blast for me. Um, and so these are a couple things. And then of course, CrossFit, right? And so these are the three things I'll be really focusing on. I'm, I'm really stoked to see where I can go with, you know, the two ways that I really make money and that's really Midwest made, of course, and then through sponsors and CrossFit. So, yeah. Well, uh, kudos to you, man. Not a lot of people are willing to, to take that leap, but I think that leap is necessary to reach exactly what you want in life. So well, you, you need to interview me in a year and see if I've changed my perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. We'll, we'll schedule that after this. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I might be like, yo dude, hire me back. I need a job. Uh, no, so okay, many you know, we're not willing, but you'd never know, you know, 20 years from now, you might be like, man, if I just would have quit my job or 20 years ago, 20 years from now, you might go, man, if I just would have kept my job, but you're never going to know unless you do it. Yep. That's exactly correct. I mean, I'd love to be like, Hey guys, can you give me a year furlough and I'll be back? <laughs> I mean, that's not going to work. So dude. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. And honestly, I can release this whenever you need it. If it's too soon. No, you can, can you can release it whenever it's not going to bother me too much. Um, it's going to probably come out in the next week or so, and that's completely fine. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what are your thoughts on nutrition? 
Yeah, so good question. A lot of people usually ask me that. Uh, I don't count macros. Um, from my perspective, like right now, the juice isn't really worth the squeeze. Like I'm not going to sit there and measure food. Um, my wife's a great cook. Um, she's an amazing cook and we eat normal food. Like I, you know, I don't want to tell you. And to be honest, like at the, the level I am at now, you just have to eat a lot of good food. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not eating cake every night, um, you know, or every day. Uh, so it, the juice isn't worth the squeeze being like, you know, I could sit here and measure my food and count macros all day long, but is it really worth the time and effort I put into that or would that time and effort be suitable someplace else that would give me more benefit? So. Yeah. Do you, do you lean towards a certain macro? I mean, do you kind of think in your mind, Hey, I've got to get, I've got to lean protein heavy or. Yeah. So, uh, I actually counted for a little bit and kind of got an idea and really I function better on a lot of carbs and that's, pretty obvious with the amount of work you have to put in as an athlete. And so you're obviously going to burn a lot. And so a lot of carbs are pretty necessary. So that's, that's one thing that I have to eat a lot of or yeah. get, get a lot of, I should say. Yeah. How often do you let yourself kind of deviate from the good food? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not going to get at the end of my life and be like, Oh gosh, I wish I would eat more cake. Like I'm going to eat stinking cake. Like let the people have cake. Right. Yeah. So I think, Last night, I sat down, I was watching a movie with a pint of mint ice cream and chocolate-covered pretzels. That was after dinner, of course, after dinner. But, I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and – I found that I function better if I'm just – if I feel good. And to be honest, like, I mean, I'm not eating ice cream every night, like, quarts of it, you know. But, I mean, like, it, I function better, I feel better, then I'm going to perform better. Are you affi not affiliated? Maybe it's the wrong word, but are, you're uh, you're familiar with OPEX, right? Uh, yeah, I am familiar with them. Correct. Okay. Um, something that I learned from from James Fitzgerald and uh, kind of their crew there is just the importance of just chewing your food and sitting down and relaxing. And I think that that's missed a lot. Uh, just enjoying your food doesn't mean that you need to have a half a gallon of ice cream, but if you do have ice cream, you sure, you sure need to sit down and enjoy it. That's that I, I I'm totally, totally disagree. I do not enjoy food. Like really, I think it's, I think at some point, uh, you have to really think like eating. Um, I enjoy training. There's some parts of training I don't enjoy, you know, that, and that's going to probably exist, but like get to realize like, eating is just as important as recovery and sleeping. And so like at some point eating is your job. Like if I'm going to function well as an athlete, I have to eat. And because of that, like I'm not going to sit down and be like, Oh, I'm going to chew this, this chicken 30 times to make sure I enjoy it. Like I'm just going to, I'm just going to scarf this thing. I got to get more and do something else. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's cool. Uh, my problem personally is if I do that, I'll have a half a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not a, that's not disadvantageous. I don't know what we're arguing about. Like that's amazing. It's good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool. What is your, uh, if you were to enjoy it, what would be your, your favorite enjoyable food? Yeah. Um, uh, my wife makes a really good, I like just good home cooking. Like my wife makes a pretty good chicken pot pie. That to me, I love chicken pot pie. <laughs> it's a pie. You can't go wrong. And it's got chicken in it. So it's like a healthy pie. <laughs> healthy pie. You could, uh, you could add that into your, in your Midwest made like recipe of the day. Yeah. Uh, ebook, an ebook of my wife's cooking. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, I, 
there's there's some athletes out there and that's kind of like the direction that their wife goes they they're like they cook for their husbands who are part of the games and then they make a living off of the recipes that they're making for them so it's kind of cool yeah so my wife actually is uh uh my wife is actually in leadership for her company she is a she's pretty big at her company she actually works with um she works for a company called into publishing and essentially what it is is uh across the united states across the united states there are affluent neighborhoods like very i don't want to say ritzy neighborhoods but upper level like expensive neighborhoods that they put out um, a magazine and that's free to the uh, free to the residents. And essentially the content talks about like what's going on in the neighborhood and, you know, who's doing what, who's traveling, stuff like that, you know, and then the uh, there's ad space in there for people who would like to uh, advertise in some really affluent neighborhoods, you know, like doctors or like lawn specialists or like, you know, remodelers and stuff like that. And so she, um, owns a couple of magazines and also uh, is, a, is uh, in charge of everyone in Kansas and Missouri. So my wife doesn't have a whole lot of time to cook. She is her own, you know, world conqueror by herself. Yeah. We just do it in different areas. <laughs> That's awesome. So synergistic relationship there. That's right. Yeah. We, we, every time we take like those Myers-Briggs tests, we're the exact same person. And it's usually like, Usually the rule of thumb is don't marry the exact same person. <laughs> so we always get in a lot of fights because of that since we are pretty similar. That's awesome. That's funny. Um, so do you get, you guys have kind of the same type of habits? Yours is obviously fitness and business related and hers is business, but you know, the same. Yeah, we're both, we both have that entrepreneur mindset and that, that mindset of I want to be my own boss and I want to make my own decisions. So when it comes time when you put us both in the same house, and we both want to make our own decisions and be our own boss. That's where the, that's where the who's in charge comes into play. That's funny. Um, so what's a, a mindset related? What's a killer, killer mindset is in like, not a good killer, a bad killer mindset. What will just kill your goals? Yeah. Um, a comparison, right? Like I could sit here all day and sit on social media and look at like, nine out of 10 games athletes who can snatch and clean and jerk more than me, but that's not going to do me any, any good, right? You have to focus on your own right lane and say, okay, well, what do I need to fix? I know I need to fix that, but it doesn't do me any good to sit there and, and compare myself to others. Yeah, that's a huge one. I really like that. Comparison is, and like we were talking about, you know, earlier with social media, it's, it's pretty easy to compare. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the quote is comparison is a thief of all joy. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know if I could have totally, totally made that up. If so, I patent that. I like that. No, I, I totally agree. I'm going to, I'm going to quote you on that. You like that you made it up and. <laughs> Wait, I just typed it into Google. It, it, it auto and filled it and like said, it, Oh, thief of all joy. So it is, <laughs> it's a Theodore Roosevelt. Perfect. There you go. Cool. Uh, there you go. Good quote. Dude, stage advice there. Um, I don't want to keep you all day. You're obviously a busy guy that's going to the CrossFit Games. So just uh, one last question that you can expound on as, as much as you want. Sure. Um, what advice would you just give to the average Joe? Because all of our listeners are awesome in their own respects. But if you want to like, break it down, like I'm just an average Joe, and I think that our listeners are very much like um, What advice would you give to average Joes as far as having a winning mindset in fitness and nutrition? Yeah. So this, 
goes for anybody and everybody. It goes for me on a daily basis and it can go for you on a daily basis. It doesn't matter if you are a CrossFit Games athlete or you're 9,000th in the world on the open. It, you know, the beauty of our sport is the community that we all start from the same level uh, for everything. It can't be said about other sports. You know, you and I might like the NFL, but it doesn't mean we go to the NFL draft or the combine. Um, and that's, again, is the beauty of our sport. And so what really, I think, really helps somebody, or what I really was told that early in my CrossFit career was the fact that you really need to work on what you're not good at. I could go into the gym every day and hit hundreds of pull-ups, hundreds of chest bar pull-ups, uh, pistols, and GHD sit-ups and burpees, come home feeling like a million bucks. Like, I just crushed that workout. I am amazing. Um, but the fact of the matter is, when I come home, my wife will say, what did you get better at today? And if I say, well, I got better at pull-ups, pistols, GHD sit-ups, and burpees, she'd be like, okay, we're already good at that. Like, what's the point? And I'd be like, you're right. I wasted a whole day. You really need to attack what you aren't, work, what you aren't good at and work on those weaknesses. And what is Jacob Pepper not good at? Jacob Pepper is not good at one rep max snatches, one rep max clean and jerks. Pretty much just one rep max is when it comes down to it. Um, deadlifts, you know, those kind of things. And so really you need to spend your time, the time you have, being good at something you're not, you're not really good at. Now, that's a great quote and a great lesson for CrossFit. It's not super applicable to life lessons. You know, <laughs> what is Jacob Pepper not good at life? Well, I'm not good at skydiving, so I should go work at it. You know, that's not going to help me in life probably, you know. Um, but it, it's something that's applicable to the sport of CrossFit because you need to be good at a lot of things. And so if you're something in life that you need to be good at a lot of inside of it, like your job or something like that, then focusing on something you're not good at is sage advice, but necessarily for a life quote, probably not so much. I like that. So if there's a takeaway, it is focus on what you're not good at. Yeah. Yeah. I always call them goats. And what are you not good at as a goat? I don't know where that quote came from, but I, when I first started CrossFit in the beginning, I started my military installation and that was one of the guys told me all the time is you need to make sure you work on your goats. And I was like, what the heck is like an animal? He's like, no, goats is like something you're not good at. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go work on my goats. <laughs> work on your goats. No, I like that. Um, you have a West side uh, ATP machine, right? I have a, uh, it's not West side, uh, brand, but yes, I have a built squat machine, an ATP machine. That is correct. That's how you get good at everything. <laughs> I don't know about that. That thing sucks, but yes, it has, exactly. it's how I hate my life. Correct. That's funny. Well, Jacob, I really appreciate your time today. Um, I know I'm not like the greatest interviewer and I, I stumble on my words a little bit, but hopefully everyone can get what you said out of it. And I, I think they will. Well, no, I think you thought you did awesome. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I hope uh, your audience enjoys it. Again, if you have questions um, for anything, uh, I, uh, one of my main goals this year was to respond to as many, if not all, my direct messages on Instagram. I think uh, it is important for people who are in the head of the sport to realize that this sport wouldn't exist without spectators. It wouldn't exist without people enjoying it and watching it. And so the people who enjoy watching it and spectators like yourself um, or interviewers like yourself need to be given the time um, for people like me to respond to, whether it's through a podcast or whether it's through an Instagram question. I think it's important that it humanizes us and makes it realize that 
You might look at me and think, oh, Jacob Hetmer, he's not human. No, Jacob Hetmer responds to all his messages. He will, and he is human, and he makes mistakes. And well, I just feel like we can learn so much from, I guess, from your mistakes, or we can learn from your, your winning and, and your learning and, and everything. And so it's sure. just fun to talk with, with you and, and people like you. And, you know, we might be spectators, but there's a lot that we can learn from you. So it's just fun to get together and, and chat it out. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Um, how, so you said Instagram. That's how people can find you. What is your Instagram? Yeah, so Instagram is uh, at sign and then just jhepner66. I didn't, I, unfortunately, some kid, I think in Asia has Jacob Hepner and he won't respond to my messages for letting me have it. <laughs> um, and then on YouTube, you can just search Jacob Hepner. It's pretty dang simple. Um, cool. And then uh, my programming company is just Midwest uh, slash, no, slash, like a subtraction sign. What would you call that? Dash, dash, yeah, yeah. Midwest uh, dash made dot com. Um, and that's that's pretty much the three main things right there. Okay. I will tag all of that in the show notes and people can learn more about you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much again, Tyler. Thanks, Jacob. Have a good day. Yep, yeah, you too.